Uh, here it is, Friday. And you're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition, Anything Goes. And you know what? After watching those hearings, I think I am going insane. Did you hear that? You know, folks, I don't know about you, but sitting down for almost three hours, listening to the rhetoric and the hyperbole and the lies and the absolute disdain for the law coming out of Hillary's mouth, it's about to drive me nuts, man. That's right. You know, I turned that television on and I said, well, we're going to see the Republicans rake this woman over the coals and get down to some nitty-gritty. Never happened. Never happened! The Republicans folded. They lost control of that hearing. The Democrats ran it. And Hillary was driving the bus! Washing my hands completely. Nothing to do with you SOBs that call yourself Republicans. You cannot play the game right. You cannot bring yourself to get down on the political battlefield and take it to the enemy. You just can't do it. I'm going insane, that's for sure. This whole damn mess is driving America insane. Let me ask you a question. What did what did you think of the so-called Benghazi hearings? What did you, you folks that took the time to watch it, what did you come away with? Or did you even make it through the whole set of three sets of hearings there? Or did you turn the channel? Watch some chick flick or sports or something. Did it wear you out? Were you screaming at the TV? You know, folks, with all the commentary that is coming out of Fox News, ABC, CBS, CNN, all of the mainstream media, All of that commentary on those hearings originates on the East Coast. All the commentary, all the pundits, 
all the individuals commenting on what Hillary said, what she didn't say, what the Republicans were trying to do, what they didn't do, what the Democrats said, what they didn't say, here's the real skinny, here's the analysis. It's all coming from the East Coast. Now we know us folks that live down here in the South, us folks in the Midwest fly over the country, us folks up in the Northwest, up in Wyoming, Idaho, all of us conservatives nationwide, all we heard was the same old BS, the same old tired BS being exported from the East Coast to the ears of we the people who are trying to figure this all out. We know Hillary's guilty. We know the Democrat Party is guilty. We know that Hillary is a repeated felon. We know this. Anybody that denies it is lying to themselves and lying to the people that pay attention to these hearings. Now, the Gary Gatehouse radio show paid its due diligence. I sat through the whole thing as painful as it was to see the Democrat Party manipulate and sway and take over the hearings to such a point where the people on the Republican side sounded like a bunch of junior lawyers. It was sad. It was sad to watch and hear. And the big time boy, Mr. Gowdy, he had some good salient points to make, but he didn't make enough of them. He didn't take Hillary to the rack. He didn't take Hillary to the woodshed. Neither did any of the other folks on the Republican side. None of the pertinent questions that we, the people, thought should be asked about Benghazi and directed at Hillary Clinton were really asked. Where were you on the night of the Benghazi terrorist attacks? Why do you not call them Islamic terrorist attacks? Why do you and your boss, Barack Hussein Obama Jr., turn your back on the American people and side with the Islamic terrorist and try to make it look like it was they attacked Benghazi consulate because of some damn video? How can you stand up there in front of those four coffins and the families of the men that are in those coffins and lie to them, whisper in their ear, we're going to get that SOB that did that video. Can you explain that to me, Hillary? And you know, ladies and gentlemen, that man, Representative Cummings. Yeah, the same man who said, sharks still follow ships. The same route that the ships took coming from Africa to America with slaves and threw slaves overboard because there was too many on board. And for some reason, somehow, 
sharks of today remember that through DNA transfer or genetic transfer or whatever and still follow ships on that route looking for slaves being thrown overboard. The very same man, Representative Cummings, who lives in Reisterstown, Maryland, who is an absolute dolt, an idiot, and a communist to boot, a member of the Congressional Black Caucus, all communist, all lovers of Castro. Yet, they get validity from the mainstream media as a group of people on that committee who have everything right, have every, all the answers. And the Republicans, they don't know how to fight back. They don't know how to react. They don't know how to take what a Democrat says and turn it around into the truth because all what the Democrats say is nothing but spin. And I guarantee you, over the next two or three months, on a daily basis probably, you're going to see a a lot of video sound clips from that hearing in Hillary Clinton, both for me, videos. Put on the air, put on Fox News, put on everywhere. As the hero or the heroine that stood up for America, that stood up for Benghazi. And if that doesn't work, she is just a victim of the bad old political public Republican Party. She tried her best for America and all those people in Benghazi. And oh, by the way, what went down there, none of it was her fault. None of it. You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, the headlines on Hillary's resume, political resume, or resume of life should read, No mind, no heart, no morals. Highlighted by an outstanding liar, an habitual liar. She is hollow. She has no morals. She has no feelings. Everything you've seen her do and say and react during those hearings was hollow. She is a dyed-in-the-wool evil lady that will say, do anything to further her power. And it's time the Republican Party come to realize that she and her cohorts in, in, the, uh, Demo- in the Democrat Party, they're all the same. The party of death, murder in the womb, debauchery, perversion, liars. They're all the same, all of the same cloth, cut cloth. All Democrats that stand with him. All those that sat behind her. Sheila Jackson Lee. She was there. She was behind Hillary Clinton 100%. She was sitting two or three rows back. 
You could see her ugly face stick out every once in a while. Just to let people know I'm here back in my Democrat colleague. All Democrats, not just the politicians. All Democrat mayors, all Democrat county officials, all Democrat city officials, all Democrats, period. For the mere fact that you are a member of the Democrat Party and you vote for the Democrat Party that produces such a liar as Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and a whole host of others, that produces such thing as Roe v. Wade, kill babies in the womb, the debauchery and the perversion of same-sex marriage, do away with Christians, indoctrination clinics now instead of schools. You support all that for the mere fact that you sign on as a Democrat, a worthless Democrat. And anybody that says they're proud to be a Democrat they should also include in that sentence that they say, I'm proud to be a Democrat because I believe in the murder of babies in the womb. I believe in debauchery. I believe in perversion. I believe in same-sex marriage. I believe in taking down all conservative Christians. I'm in love with Islam. I love illegal aliens. That's what your party stands for. That's what you vote for when you go in the voting booth and pull the handle and you vote Democrat. All of that I just mentioned, you're standing by it 100%. You're, you can claim you don't, but still you go in the voting booth, still you stand up and argue for these perverted people. You're no better off than they are. You're no better than they are. You're all worthless, hollow, immoral people. And the bottom line, in big, bold letters, you're all communists, whether you want to admit it or not. Oh, you can call yourself, no, I'm a progressive Democrat. No, I'm a socialist Democrat. Same, same. Now today I had all kinds of things lined up to talk about. Today I had all kinds of issues I was going to address. But they are all meaningless today. They don't mean a damn thing to me today. They're not even worth mentioning today. It's going to take me the weekend, at the very least, to get myself back in order. Consequently, today, the Gary Gatehouse radio show is going to do two things. I'm going to play some monologues from the past. And in between monologues, I'm going to play music to try to make people a little more happy and get out of the politics mode. It's a sad commentary today. It is really sad in America today when most Americans more than likely didn't watch this so-called hearing fiasco and if they did, they turned it off or 
They just flat don't give a damn period about Benghazi. About four Americans that were killed, one drugged through the streets and raped, a, a, a cattle prod stuck in places, I'm not even going to mention it. Do you think Hillary Clinton would say anything about that? How would she react if that picture was put up on a screen and asked for her commentary on it? I know that couldn't be done because the families were sitting in the hearings. How many of those families are going to walk out of those hearings and say, yeah, I'm with Hillary. She did it right. She is our lady. I suspect out of the four families, there's probably one. Probably one. You know, folks, when you listen to the Gary Gatehouse radio show, you expect commentary on all kinds of issues dealing with politics, issues that impact you and me, our families, our children, future generations. I try to make that my mission, my uh, format, if you will, for my show, but not today. I am so freaking fed up with the Republican Party. I'm so fed up and so beat and so tired of the mainstream media, like I said, originates on the East Coast. All these folks on Fox that say they're, oh, I don't know, conservatives. They're not conservatives by any stretch of the imagination. Shepard Smith, you're a worn-out old dude, man. you got to go find your, I don't know what you'd call him, your significant other, and maybe you ought to sit down and talk about all the good things about Hillary. Because I think that's where your mind is. I think that's where three quarters of the Fox talking heads minds are. They're not conservatives by any stretch of the imagination. This is Gary Gatehouse and you're listening to the Gary Gatehouse radio show Friday edition. A very pissed off Gary Gatehouse. A very disillusioned Gary Gatehouse. We'll be back after the Phyllis Schlafly Report. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional attorney, pro-family leader, and author of 25 books, including the best-selling A Choice, Not an Echo. And now, here's the founder of Eagle Forum, Phyllis Schlafly. At the annual convention of the National Education Association last August, teachers were given colorful school calendars created by the union's Read Across America campaign. The calendar is titled Read, Discover, Explore, and it claims to celebrate a diverse nation of readers. One unfortunately diverse characteristic in our schools is that some kids can read and many others cannot read. What is the NEA doing about this, you might ask? They certainly are not using a strong, proven, phonics-based program for all students. Instead, they divide even the youngest Americans into subgroups according to race, heritage, sexual identity, and ideology. The NEA Read Across America calendar's message to teachers says, Our students need to see themselves in the books they read. While the priority should be that students know how to read, literacy is not what this calendar is about. 
A calendar suggestion for September is that students write and illustrate stories from their own culture, completely missing the point that American students' culture is American and it is advantageous for them to assimilate. December's book is A Boy and a Jaguar, about efforts to protect big cats around the world and condemning evil humans who kill animals. In June, the NEA calendar celebrates Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Pride Month. The featured book is called Not Every Princess, published by the American Psychological Association, which includes strategies to help children imagine, play, and envision themselves beyond the limited roles and expectations that gender stereotypes create. The United Nations International Youth Day is on the NEA calendar, but somehow Christmas is nowhere to be found on the NEA calendar. You've been listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presented by Eagle Forum. As parents and as caring Christians, it's important that you understand the power and the radical liberal agenda of the National Education Association. Please write us at Eagle Forum Radio, Alton, Illinois, 62002, and ask for the complete package on the NEA agenda. That's Eagle Forum Radio, Alton, Illinois, 62002. And join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. You want the truth? Nothing but the truth? Listen to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on FreedomInAmericaRadio.com. You're home. You served your country with honor. Now it's time to strike out on a new path forward. You're a veteran. You set the standard for character, integrity, leadership. And you've gained valuable skills, skills employers are looking for. At jobcenter.usa.gov, you can get access to personalized services and the support you need to find the perfect career. This is U.S. Navy and Marine Corps veteran Montel Williams saying, visit an American Job Center today and discover your next opportunity of a lifetime. All right, here's a place old Obama probably hung out in his younger days. Hell, who knows, maybe he still does. Him and half the Democratic Party. For no better, I don't know, purpose than maybe getting up and uh, shaking your hands and moving around a little bit. Doing all that YMCA sign language, if you will. It's got a good beat.
You know, folks, uh, we've got a, uh, a representative from the House of Representatives, a guy named uh, Gutierrez, who's kind of, uh, I don't know, you could, uh, you could take it as a threat to the American people. You could take it as a threat, really, to Obama, the Democrat Party, the Republican Party, but more, more so the American people. Kind of a, a, a threat that he puts out there in kind of a, a real soft way, you know. And I ask you, patriots, hard-working legal Americans everywhere, I ask you this. Is a United States House of Representative person, Mr. Guterres, threatening the American people? Is he trying to intimidate with threats of a Latino revolt? Now, as far as he's concerned, this uh, so-called Dream Act bill, I think we're on number four now, it's zero hour for Mr. Guterres. He said it's zero hour for the Dream Act. And the DREAM Act, you know, a bit of immigration legislation that has taken on a hulking importance among Hispanic leaders. And for two years, the silver-tongued devil from the south side of Chicago, Barack Hussein Obama Jr., has failed the Hispanic population of America and illegals. Or, as some would say, has you know refused to nudge a major immigration bill along. He's been occupied with other things. That's the way this uh, Mr. Uh, Guterres thinks about the whole deal. You know, the last ditch hope for him and his Hispanic leaders is that departing Democrats and a few Republicans somehow band together in the lame duck session and pass a law allowing illegal immigrants who came to the United States, our country, as minors... Not the kind that dig coal, but the, you know, people under the age of 18. As minors to gain citizenship. Now, the slick one, the old geezer from Nevada, Harry Reid, has promised to bring the bill up. Bill 1, 2, 3, or 4, I don't know which one it is. The, the bill that was helped, and it was authored uh, uh, by another slick dude, Dick uh, Durbin, Harry uh, Reid has promised to bring the bill up for a Senate closure vote this week. This week. Today's Friday. Hasn't been brought up yet. And Republicans vowed to scuttle it. Just as they did in September. Now getting Terry's is saying Hispanic leaders are about to stage a full tilt campaign of direct action. And he uh, likens it to the African American Civil Rights Movement of the 1960s. He goes on to say, and I quote, There will be protests, marches, sit-ins, what Cesar Chavez might have called going rogue. Well, Mr. Guterres, let's have a look at your so-called Hispanic protests, march-ins, uh, sit-ins, etc. First of all, 86%, listen up, Mr. Guterres, listen up, Hispanic leaders, 86% of the American people have said we do not want amnesty of any way, shape, or form for illegals. And furthermore, we want them all thrown out of our country. Second, your so-called civil rights is bogus. Illegals have no rights in this country. 
They are here illegally. They are not U.S. citizens. Do you get it, Mr. Gutierrez? Do you get it? Third, why not just pack your bags, Mr. Gutierrez, since you feel so passionately about this, and you feel so passionately about your little illegal buddies that are lounging around in our country, the United States, and you feel so bad about them and their rights. They have rights. They have Mexican rights. Why don't you and your illegal Mexicans and other third world country people, why don't you lead a protest, take them back across the border, take them back across the border, where you can wave the American flag, protest to the Mexican government on how it treats its citizens, take up a new banner, banner, go fight the drug cartel in Mexico. Maybe you can make a difference there. Bottom line, Mr. Gutierrez, go ahead and protest. Go ahead and sit in. Go ahead and hold your breath. Go ahead and protest to the cows come home. For all we care, someday you and your illegal followers will finally realize we just flat don't want you here. We just flat don't want illegals in our country. So the bottom line, Mr. Gutierrez, and all your buddies, your illegal buddies that lounge around in our country and live off the government tent and live off the American taxpayer, the bottom line is get the hell out of our country. Crazy baby. Hey, you're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Secret Agent Man. I want all you dudes and dudettes to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Crazy man. Yeah, that's right. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and listen to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show on freedominamericaradio.com, freedominamericaradio.us, the GAL Network coming to you from South Texas, and Restoration Radio United Kingdom International. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I was reading a news article today. And it was titled, Dumbing Down of American Children Continues. The Government Accountability Office, the GAO, said 73% of 8th graders don't know much about geography. 73% of American 8th graders tested below the proficiency level in geography last year. And this is according to a report by the GAO, analyzing nationally nationally representative test data from the U.S. Department of Education. The GAO found that only 27% of 8th graders nationwide scored at either the proficient level of 24% or advanced 3% level on standardized geography test in 2014. Nearly half, 48%, exhibited only partial mastery of the subject and a quarter, 25%, scored below basic competency on the geographical or geographic studies, national, international geographics. The 2014 results showed virtually no improvement since 1994. When 4% of 8th graders tested at the advanced level, 24% at the proficient level, and 43% at the basic level, and 29% were below basic understanding of geography. The GAO also reported, even as Americans become more increasingly dependent on location-based technologies such as GPS, Global Positioning System, geography is generally taught as part of social studies. 
But data shows that more than half of 8th graders reported spending a small portion, 10% or less, of their social studies instruction time on geography. This was all reported by the GAO. It goes on to say, although research suggests that K-12 education is critically important for learning the fundamentals of geography, the GAO, once again, and their analysis of teachers' survey data found that geography skills such as different geographical dynamics and connections, use of maps and globes, and other countries and cultures were typically taught just once or twice a month. Even though geography is defined as one of the ten core academic subjects in elementary and secondary education, and that was the Act of 1965, it states that, you know, these geographical studies will be a part of the core academic curriculum taught to our children. Education Act of 1965. And states do not have to include it in their mandatory assessments. So if a state, Missouri, whatever, Arkansas, Connecticut decides that geography is nothing of importance to what they're teaching, it's more important to teach a child how to put a a proprolactic on a cucumber, then they throw the studies of national and international geography out the window. It's one of the last things they want to touch on. I'm talking about teachers now and their curriculums. Now, as a result of all this, educators said they were under pressure to emphasize other subjects such as math, reading, and science, and that allocating resources for geography education was challenging in the face of greater national and state focus on tested subjects. However, however, the lack of proficiency in geography among three-quarters of eighth graders is worrisome because the need for Future workers who have advanced geographic skills is increasing. This is all according to the Department of Labor. And the Labor and Employment Specialist in Geography or Geographers is projected to grow 29% from 2012 to 2022, much faster than the average 11% growth for all occupations. Again, this comes from the GAO office. You know, ladies and gentlemen, and it lists some of the things people who want to get into geography can do. Some of the activities that can depend on analysis of geopartial da- data and maintaining roads and other critical transportation in- infrastructures, quickly responding to national disasters, and tracking endangered species. Tracking endangered species? How about knowing where our enemies live? The geographical layout of our countries. How about in the intelligent community? Do you think maybe those folks will need a good grasp of geography? Those folks that do the work of gathering intelligence? They have to know where it comes from, right? What country it comes from, city, town, state. But you know from personal experience, when I ran an intern program for college grads, that were trained, or we were training them to be intel officers that would serve overseas, most of the college grads had no concept, no idea about national world geography. Most could not find cities of foreign countries when instructed to do so on an international map. And folks, this was way back in the middle of the 1980s. 
I, I really worry how it, what it is today. You parents who have children in 7th, 8th grade high school, ask them to identify a list of countries on a world map. Ask them to identify cities by country on a world map. I bet most of your children cannot do this. Is that their fault? I don't think so. That's just another part of the indoctrination clinic set up by the National Education Association. Your children are not being taught. They are being taught meaningless stuff that has no impact on what's whatsoever on their lives as adults in the workplace. Do you think just maybe this is all planned by the left? The communist left in our country? Hell yes it is. Our public schools are no longer centers for learning. They are centers for socialist indoctrination disguised as teaching curriculums, all ran by the National Education Association, who are in, who are change agents. They're no longer teachers. They are change agents. They are socialist. Their union belongs to all the other socialist unions. The NEA is a one big, huge family of socialists calling themselves teachers. And they sign on to the agenda of the Communist Democrat Party. They support him with collected teacher union dues. They go to bat for him during election. You name it. And they even teach the Democrat Party way of looking at things in schools, such as same-sex marriage, homosexuality, illegal aliens, you name it. Yes, Mr. and Mrs. America, your children are just pawns in the whole scheme of things when it comes to the left. Who, by the way, control our schools, public schools. And they are being used, our public schools, as indoctrination centers to turn out good little cookie-cutter socialists. You know, folks, if you look back at Thursday and you look back at the hearings, and you look back at the responses on Twitter to those hearings, it's all segmented. It's all helter-skelter comments. But the liberals, they stand by Hillary. Because you see, the liberals in America today are products of public school indoctrination. Products of public school indoctrination, products of indoctrination at home by liberal, socialist, Marxist, progressive parents, grandparents, you name it. Oh yeah, we have kids going to school that get out of there and still hold on to their conservative values. Why? Because they are enforced at home. They don't go along with the status quo. I'm talking about the parents. They do not go along with the status quo and say, Oh, what'd you learn today in school today, Billy? Well, I learned this and that. Oh, good, good for you, Billy. Patting on the head. I'll walk away. I'll go uh, work on my car, have some fun, go drink a few beers, Billy. I don't care what you do. I'll talk to you tomorrow about school. That's the way a liberal looks at it. Any parent worth their salt will sit down with their children and ask them, what did you learn in school today? What did you know about? What was you taught about George Washington? What was you taught about all the things that uh, transpired in the formation of this country? There's all kinds of stuff. Bet you a dime to dollar your kids cannot really get in to the nitty gritty of the Revolutionary War, how our forefathers founded this war, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, 
They can't describe to you the three separate entities within our government. They don't know a thing, anything about the country they live in, except for what the left tells them. Except for what the left indoctrinates them into. And you see it more and more and more every day. You know, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm sick and tired of running my mouth. Let's listen to a song. Ooh, ain't got no hope. Yeah, I hope a lot of politicians are singing that song in 2016. Ain't got no hope. No political home in D.C. I'm a lonely boy. We'll see. I ain't got a home. Just how much aware America is. Just how much America has woken up to the fact that they are being used and abused by all those elitists that sit in their ivory towers up in D.C. District of Corruption. All you folks out there, just remember one thing. When you're talking to a liberal, a socialist, a Marxist, a communist, a progressive, a Democrat, the truth means nothing to them. You know, folks, the Gang of Eight member, you remember the Gang of Eight, don't you? When they were all standing up there saying, we got amnesty, we need amnesty, we've got to bring these people out of the shadows and give them away to amnesty and all this 15 to 20 to 30 million illegals that broke into our country. One of those was Marco Rubio, remember that? Nevada construction worker Paul Arnold will be standing out front of Disneyland in Anaheim, California. And he'll be standing out there Saturday with his 8-year-old son, leading a protest calling for a boycott of the Iconic American Company for its anti-American hiring practices. But more than anything, he said, he will be protesting the policies of of the grand old party, the Republican Party, and presidential hopeful Senator Marco Rubio, Republican from Florida. 
It was Disney's decision to fire 250 tech workers in its IT department and force them to train their foreign replacements. These replacements come from India. They will replace these 250 American tech workers in its IT department at Disney. These replacements from India. And they will come to America on the H-1B guest workers visa and earn about $62,000 a year compared to the $100,000 salaries of the Americans they replaced. This is the This is the norm these days, ladies and gentlemen. This is not the wave of the future. It is here and has been for some time. And you have Washington, D.C., Democrats and Republicans saying, okay, business, okay, big business, we'll go with this. And they've been saying it for some time. These American workers... All 250 of them, tech workers that worked in Disney's IT department, were told to take off and given their pink slips. But before you go, I want you to train these foreign replacements that we're bringing in from India. And oh, by the way, the reason we're doing it, you all got paid $100,000 a year salaries. We can bring these ragheads in and pay them 62 k a year and they'll be happier than pig and you know what? This American worker, Mr. Arnold, said he realizes that the entertainment giant was merely taking advantages of a law that allowed businesses to give American workers the heave-ho in favor of cheaper foreign labor. But it's members of Congress like Rubio who are the real problem. Rubio and the rest of Congress. Rubio, who supported the immigration reform bill that passed the Senate in 2013 but died in the House, now wants to triple the number of H-1B visas handed out to temporary guest workers every year. Rubio is co-sponsoring the I-squared bill with a group of Democrats and moderate Republicans, the Amnesty Man. Marco Rubio. Rubio, who portrays himself as a strict conservative on the presidential campaign trail, just doesn't get it when it comes to outsourcing American jobs, said Mr. Arnold, one of the 250 IT people that were forced to leave Disney in favor of people from India. Now, Mr. Arnold heads up an anti-amnesty group called Make Them Listen. He is partnering with John Oliver of Floridians for Population Stabilization in calling for a boycott of Disney. For some reason, a lot of people like Rubio as a candidate, and I have no idea why Arnold said, the guy has lied time after time. He was on the Gang of Eight, and to this day he is pushing for the I-squared bill and still supports amnesty. We call him the amnesty man. But a lot of Republican voters don't know what's going on, Mr. Arnold said. And they, they're fooled by Rubio's boyish charm and articulate speaking skills. They do not pay attention. They don't dig too deep. They're too impatient. Well, Mr. Arnold, you could say a few more things about those people that support the likes of Rubio and support 
all these dolts up in Congress. If they have to read something, you can forget it. They'll get into one or two sentences, and that is as far as they go. Sometimes when I post my blogs, I post a warning. Warning to all that you that are going to look at this blog. Reading is required. Warning. Americans have an attention span of little or nothing. Americans don't give a damn what's going on around them. As far as the illegal amnesty, you name it. As long as it's not impacting on them. They could care less. Don't bother me with it. But you, Mr. Arnold, and the other 249 that have been pacted by Disney's giving you the pink slip and your $100,000 salaries as IT personnel are down the drain, aren't they? You've been replaced by ragheads from India who are being paid $62,000 a year and they will be very happy to function on $62,000 a year. And you and we the people, why hell, we'll just be pushed right out of the bus. But America, did you know Rubio was working with Democrats like Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut and Amy Kalkenbar of Minnesota to co-sponsor the I-squared bill, which is also supported by Disney CEO Bob Iger? and a host of corporate lobbies that want to bring in more foreign guest workers with technology skills, even though studies show American IT graduates are coming out of universities and finding a shortage of IT job openings. And when you talk about wages for IT, wages for IT workers have also been stagnant for the last 10 years, which economists such as Ron Hira of Howard University and how Salzman of Rutgers University say it is a direct symptom of the glut of IT workers in the United States. IT workers that have been imported here from other countries. If you read between the lines. These kids coming out of college that have been well versed in all the ins and outs and all the aspects of IT are coming out with a sheepskin, coming out with a diploma and saying, here I am, and our companies are saying, sorry, we don't want to pay you what you are as an American. We'll pay some raghead that we import from the Middle East or India or somewhere. They, they, they're the ones we want. You take a hike, Mr. and Mrs. Young American. So the next time you see Marco Rubio standing up there with his boy's grin and talking all his BS that he's well-versed and articulate on, all his rhetoric that he has been working overtime to learn from his buddies such as John McCain. When you hear him talk, just remember Mr. Arnold and those other 249 Americans that were thrown off the bus by Disney in favor of bringing in people under the temporary worker directive from India to replace them. This is Gary Gatehouse of the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Friday edition. Kind of a different show today, isn't it? Kind of an in and out day, isn't it? 
You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, all you dolts out there that sit on your ass and don't pay attention to what's going on in your country, the hell with you. Shame on you. And if you have children, even bigger shame on you. You are the majority, I'm afraid. And you are responsible, along with all those people that you support in Congress, you're responsible for all the problems in this country today. Why and how? Because you turn a deaf ear to the truth. You don't want to hear it. You're too busy keeping up with the Joneses. You're too busy trying to find ways that will make you feel better, warm and fuzzy. And you don't want to hear anything that will rock that boat or put a, put a ripple in your feel-good pond. Am I, am I right or wrong? America, I think we're on our last leg. I think we're heading for the big uh, showdown, if you will. It's coming probably in my lifetime. The minority folks, the folks that still love their country, still love their constitution or freedoms and still believe in the, the republic for which it stands, one nation under God. The time's coming when we're going to have to put up or shut up. It's looming on the radar now. And it could all come to a head in 2016. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Friday edition, and we will be back for the second hour. So don't you go away. We have a lot to talk about. We have some pretty cool music coming up, too. You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Gary will be back after the clock's five-minute news break. News Radio, I'm Bill Vitka. Endurance test. Hillary Clinton weathered a day-long congressional grilling over the terror attacks in Libya three years ago. The hearing began at 10 a.m. and ended at 9 p.m. I've done everything I know to do, as have the people with whom I worked, to try to answer your questions. I cannot do any more than that. Democrats say the Republican-led inquiry was politically motivated and mostly covered old territory. She did not order military to stand down and there is still no indication that she approved or denied requests for security in Benghazi. As the day has dragged on, the select committee's cost is is raised up to $4.8 million. That's taxpayer dollars, by the way. Elijah Cummings is the Democratic head of the panel. Trey Gowdy is the Republican chair. I refuse to put a price tag on the lives of four Americans. But I don't care what the figure is. There is no price tag when it comes to justice for four people who gave their lives for this country. House Republicans say there were 600 requests for additional security at the Benghazi compound. Clinton said some of those requests were fulfilled, but most of those messages 
did not rise to her level and were handled by security professionals at the State Department. Patricia has ramped up into a Cat 5 hurricane closing into the west coast of Mexico. The U.S. National Hurricane Center said the storm is potentially catastrophic. Landfall expected Friday afternoon. Patricia will move inland and bring more rain to Texas, which is already waterlogged, and where by Tuesday up to one foot of rain could fall. Police in Bavaria have arrested 13 people and seized a cache of weapons, including detonators, guns, bullets, knives, and other weapons. They believe they squelched a suspected plot by right-wing radicals who plan to attack refugees now pouring into Germany. You're listening to Fox News Radio. Fairman Balance. Hey, parents of children with asthma, here's the Breathe Easies with another one of your favorite hits. Don't smoke in the house. Don't smoke in the house. Don't smoke around the kids in the house. Don't smoke in the car. Don't smoke in the house. Don't break my heart. Preventing asthma attacks can be as simple as making your home and car smoke-free zones. For more Breathe Easy tips to help stop asthma attacks, go to noattacks.org. Up next, well, what do you know? The Breathe Easies with another hit song, Vacuum Up the Floor. Vacuum Up the Floor. Vacuum Up the Floor. Vacuum Up the Floor. Simple steps can help your kids breathe easier. Vacuum up the floor to keep your house free of dust, dander, and dust mites. For more Breathe Easy tips to help stop asthma attacks, go to noattacks.org. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. Labor peace looked like a better deal the second time around at the UAW. The UAW has signed off on a new four-year contract with Fiat Chrysler, avoiding a threatened strike for thousands of workers at U.S. Fiat Chrysler plants. A previous deal was rejected largely because it didn't cut a two-tiered pay system. The new contract gives raises to all workers and covers scheduling and health benefits, and according to the UAW, means job security while still allowing the company to competitively produce high-quality vehicles. Fiat Chrysler, in a statement, says it, too, is happy a deal is done. Fox Radio's Jeff Manasso. Surge in sales of previously owned homes climbing 4.7% last month putting the real estate market back on track for its strongest year since 2007. The Ebola nurse who was quarantined goes to court against the governor of New Jersey. Casey Hickox was ordered confined to a New Jersey hospital when she returned to the United States after working with Doctors Without Borders in Sierra Leone treating Ebola patients. But Hickox says not only did she not have Ebola, she showed no symptoms and was illegally held against her will. She's teaming up with the ACLU, suing Christie for $250,000 in compensatory and punitive damages. Christie's office isn't commenting, but at the time... He said it was a public health emergency and the prudent thing to do to protect the citizens of his state. Fox's Gary Baumgarten. For the first time on American TV, doctors will perform live brain surgery. The patient is Greg Grindley. He suffers from Parkinson's, a disease that freezes his face and sets his hands trembling. The goal of the surgery is to reverse those symptoms. It's expected to take about six hours, but the broadcast will feature only two hours that it hopes are the most educational. The program is called Brain Surgery Live with Mental Flaws. It airs Sunday at 9 p.m. on National Geographic, 9 p.m. Eastern. The broadcast will also air in 117 countries. Bill Vetka, Fox News Radio. One, two, three. Well, welcome back to the second hour of the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition.
like to give a shout out to all my friends over there in Great Britain, down in London town, all my friends and my philos, my compadre, Mr. Stephen Lang. I hope you folks are doing well over there today. I bet you a dime to a dollar it's raining. Oh, maybe a sunny interval. Who knows? All you folks up there in Manchester and Leeds, hey, my prayers are up there with you. We got to get rid of them muzzies. We got to throw them out. Muzzies, you can kiss my ass. Muzzies, you can kiss my ass. Muzzies, you can kiss my ass. I don't think so. Listen. Do you want to know a secret? Just ask Kilray, she'll tell you. She knows all kinds of secrets. She has them on her emails and server. Want to read some? Come here, Mr. Blumenthal. Have a look at this. Remember sending this? Yeah, you got to see it my way or the highway, say the libs. You got to see it my way. No, we can't. No, we can't. Obama. Obama. You're gonna lose that girl. on Gary's Love Train. That's right, Gary's Love Train. She's got a ticket to ride. Freedominamericaradio.com, freedominamericaradio.us, the GAL Network, transmitting from South Texas on the Internet, and Restoration Radio United Kingdom International, coming to you all the way from across the pond in London. Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Get her fired up for the weekend. It's Friday. Hallelujah. Look at all those lonely people heading out the door from them hearings. Thinking about her now Every little 
waving to all you folks up there on Twitter. How y'all doing? Hope you're having a great day. I hope you folks up in Canada are getting used to that liberal that's in office now. God save you. <laughs> all you folks up there on Facebook. Jimmy Jones, all of you. I hope you're having a great day. A great Friday. That's right, you don't get me. California grass, or maybe some Colorado grass, maybe some AZD grass, gotta get high, that's the way America is today, you gotta get high, man. It won't be long. Hopefully the FBI will be serving you some subpoenas. It won't be long, Hillary. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed that. I sure did. And by the way, those aren't the real Beatles, but boy, they sound like them, don't they? My God. Sound just like them. You know, folks, I'm going to have a little... Blast from the past. Uh, stand by. Well, looky here, a new listener. Hey, this ain't your little sister's radio station. You are listening to the Gary Gatos Radio Show. I was going through my stack of stuff today of things I was going to talk about, and I noticed this thing here coming out of California. It's a deal, it's a a law that they're passing called transgender rights. You know what, after reading that, well, well, all I can say is we'll all sleep a little better at night knowing that students in grades K-1 through K-12 who identify themselves as transgenders will be able to use the bathroom, the school bathrooms of their choosing, as long as it is consistent with their gender, gender identity. Now, wait a minute. Hold on here. Let me get this straight. There used to be two genders, male and female. Now there's a whole bunch of them, right? Or you can switch back and forth. One day you can be a guy, next day you can be a gal. But uh, whatever that day is, and you decide to go in and use the toilet... You, you can just walk in and say, oh, I'm a transgendered. 
I'm, I look like a guy, but I'm a girl, so all you girls just take it easy. What are you going to do? Wear little name tags? Just say, I'm a male today. Um, no, I'm a girl today. Uh, I don't know what I am today. I'll make it up. I'll make it. I'll decide later. You know, even, even if it is different than their gender at birth, these, uh, I don't know what you call them, boys and girls, they'll be able to select whether they want to be uh, on the boys' basketball team or the girl, boys' football team or, or track team or on the girls' team based on their gender identity. Well, let me, th- let me, get, let me get this right here. I'm a coach. I'm a female coach, and I got a girls' basket basketball team. And the average girl's height is, uh, oh, I don't know, five seven, five six, eight, five eight. Maybe you got one gal that's six foot. And you see this guy walking down the hall, and he's a high school junior, and he's uh, oh, I don't know, six eight. So the school female basketball teacher wa- uh, coach walks up, kind of sashays up this guy, and says, "Hey." You going to be doing anything this this winter? Well, no, Coach, don't think so. Uh, I'm not going to be doing anything sports-wise until baseball season rolls around. How would you like to be a girl this winter and play on the girls' basketball team? All you have to do is say you're, you're identifying with your feminine side and you've decided you're going to be a girl for a while. You just think about all, all the bennies you'll have. You'll get to dress and undress and check out all the girls in the girls' bathroom, and then go out and just tear it up on the basketball court. Well, hell, hell, Coach, that sounds pretty damn good. Where do I sign up at? Do I have to wear one of them uh, girl basketball uniforms? Well, yeah, you're going to have to do that, son. Go ahead and put some lipstick on. Grow your hair a little longer. But, hell, when baseball scene comes around, you can take it all off big guy. How about that? Then you can go in the bathroom with the boys. Well, Shazam, shoot! That is a good deal! Where'd I sign up? See how ridiculous that is? But you don't think there's going to be people try to bend that? Hell yes, there is! And all these guys and gals that have a difficulty figuring out what gender they are, maybe they ought to go in a room by themselves and, uh, kind of pull down their drawers and have a look. How about a mom and dad? You got a transgendered son or girl in your uh, family? Maybe dad's transgendered. And the son was just, uh, oh, I don't, it was just an accident when he was a boy that day. Folks, this, this is getting out of hand. It's getting ridiculous. I mean, when are we as a Human population in this country going to say enough's enough on this. How far is the left going to ride this? How far is the radical gay and lesbian uh, community going to push this? What are we going to do? Start selling, sending our little boys to school in dresses and and uh, preteen bras and stuff, and saying, "Well, you're a little girl now." You got to go in the bathroom with the little boys because it's, you know, it's kind of way you talk. You don't sound like a little boy. So you're going to be a little girl. And you get a little girl that likes to play with cars and trucks. 
Well, you're going to have to dress up like a little boy today. Put some jeans on, a flannel shirt, put them boots on over there, I'm going to cut your hair. And you're going to have to practice on a lower your voice a little bit. Because you're a boy. Be playing with them trucks. You damn sure ain't no girl. I don't know, maybe I'm a little uh, old-fashioned. But when I was growing up, there was two sexes, men and women, boys and girls, male and female. And all those that, uh, I guess, didn't know who they were, they just struggled along and they just made it through life. And they seemed to come out okay. Sure, there were some feminine acting boys. And there were some girls that uh, back in those days that acted more like males and females. They called them butches. But I knew a couple of those girls, and they grew up, and they became women, and they had children. And all that butchism and transgenderism and all that other crap, by hell, it didn't affect them at all. They grew up to be outstanding, fine, outstanding women. With families. This is all coming out of California. The left coast. Now it also says on campus, on college campus, high school campus, school campus, 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 campus. Men wearing dresses to class with earrings in their noses is no big deal, no problem. But I tell you what, Joe or Billy or Mary or... Bob, don't you get caught inhaling a Camel or Marlboro cigarette walking to your next exam because you're going to go see the principal. You're going to see the dean. All 10 universities of California campuses will be smoke-free starting January 1st, 2014. The ban includes all tobacco products, and that includes e-cigarettes. So are you smokers? You're going to have to smoke off campus. All you guys that like to wear dresses. Oh, my, that's a nice looking one. Where'd you get that at? Oh, I got that down at the Lowe's. It was just, a, you know, something I picked up. Me and Bill were down there looking around for earrings. All you men wearing dresses to class. Hell, you got it made. Just keep on chirking. But don't you get caught smoking on campus. Uh-uh. Now, all you bicyclists out there like to parade around on all those little weird little outfits you wear and those little eggshells you wear in your head, uh, call them brain buckets, crash helmets, whatever, and you pedal your little butts down there, up and down the road and get in the way of everybody. There's a law that says out in California you got to make room for bicyclists. And that comes effective 16th of September, 2014. Driving a car and passing too close to a bicyclist could result in a fine for the driver, whether there was a crash or not. Drivers must be at least three feet from the cyclist while passing. And they don't make a damn fear in the other lane. If you hit a car head-on, that's tough. But don't you dare get away, get close to that cyclist. Can you see how stupid of Cal the California people are? It's ran by liberals. It's ran by leftists. They say liberalism's a mental disease. By God, California will attest to that. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, 
when we talk about liberalism in our country, it's not just our country. It's run rampant in in uh, Europe. In the United Kingdom, there was 127 babies who were convi- uh, who, con- who who were conceived through government-funded fertility treatments. And these very same 127 babies are 127 babies that were conceived through government-funded fertility treatments were also aborted by a government-funded abortion. Now, the United Kingdom has a single-payer health care system called the National Health Service. The benefits covered by National Health Service are quite extensive and include such things as breast augmentation implants, caretakers for the morbidly obese, and in in vitro uh, fertilization, IFE, fertility treatments. IFE is typically used, you know, by folks who can't have children of their own, so they get artificially inseminated. In the United States, a cycle of IFV uh, costs thousands of dollars. Costs thousands of dollars if you want to be uh, take advantage of IFE. In the United Kingdom, it can be it can be free. A person is much less likely to care about wasting money if they do not see the actual cost of what they are paying. It's much easier just to decide to give it another go when someone else is paying for a very expensive treatment. Now, for comparison's sake, observe the struggle and heartbreak experienced by the couples profiled that invest thousands of dollars into having a child. Do you think they'd throw it away and have an abortion based on a change of heart? I don't think so. If anything else, the monetary uh, money involved to get pregnant, to put it bluntly. Do you think that those folks, once that woman is pregnant, that they're going to turn around and say, I don't want it. I decided not to have it. Let's just pull the plug on it. But in the United Kingdom, entitlements are running out of control. And folks, this must be addressed before similar tragedies that I'm talking about take place in the United States. Free health care. Well, not free, but uh, one player, payer, single payer, whatever you want to call it. Socialized health care, like they have in the UK. You know, how can anybody sit down with their mate and say, well, we can't have babies on our own, so let's get let's go to the government. Let's go to the health care uh, clinic down here. I'm talking about the UK now. Let's go to the health care clinic, get artificially inseminated, let's have a kid. It's not going to cost us anything. Let's just do it. Okay, let's go. So they go down there, and they get all set up, and they get artificially inseminated, and she becomes pregnant. Somewhere in that nine-month gestation period, she decides, hell, I don't want this kid. It's too much of a problem. Got a big belly. I can't do anything. It's cutting in on my work. It's cutting in on my career. We ain't got time to take care of it anyway. It didn't cost anything to get inseminated. 
ain't going to cause nothing to get aborted. So let's go get the dang thing aborted and get, get rid of it. So off they go down to the abortion clinic. Walk in the abortion clinic. People say, yeah, just go in there and lay down and take care of your minute. They go in there and do what they got to do. The baby's dead. People walk out of the office. Husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, single girl, whatever. Well, I got rid of that damn thing. I should have never got inseminated in the first place. But who gives a damn? Government paid for both instances. Folks, it's coming to America. It's called Obamacare. Now, conservatives in the United Kingdom, you conservatives, must speak out against abortion. Must speak out against this. After all, the only voice the unborn have is those who stand up to protect their lives where they're in the womb. They have no other voice. Those of us who are against abortion, whether it be here in the United States or United Kingdom or New Zealand, Australia, Canada, South Africa, wherever, elsewhere, must speak out against wholesale slaughter of our unborn children. It's a sin. If you're a true Christian, you know that Jesus Christ would never give a thumbs up for abortion. Never. We are all children of God. And to slaughter those yet to be born like cattle is truly a moral crime against Christians, humanity, and against God's teachings. That's the bottom line. And all you people out there that say you're Catholic, I'm talking to you, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, Kerry, all of you folks in Congress, quite a large sum of you, mostly Democrat, who say you're Catholic, and probably a lot of you go to church and rub elbows with the congregation, who say, a lot of them say that they're good, outstanding Catholics, but they believe in abortion. They support it because they're Democrats. Democrats, that's a plank in their national agenda is abortion and keeping abortion. They're proud of it. Yet you support them. And then turn around and call yourself a good Christian, a good Catholic. Fallacy. Lies. Now you know, somewhere down the line, we're all going to be standing in front of St. Peter. We're all going to be there when we're judged. What are you going to tell your Savior then? You're not going to be able to say, well, I was a Democrat. And I had to do that because I had to support Democrats because if I didn't, I wouldn't be able to keep my office. I wouldn't get reelected. Do you think any of that's going to count on Judgment Day? Do you really? Do you really think that Jesus Christ, God, is going to say, Oh, you went against my teachings. You went against the Bible, the Word of God. But that's all right. We'll just erase that check mark. And you can go on your merry way. Do you think he's really going to do that? You know, us people who believe in heaven and hell? We 
we all know that we're going to pay the price for what we've done on this earth. And we pray to God that what we've done, we've repented for, and we're not going to end up in a place we don't want to be. Now before I go, ladies and gentlemen, I want to speak out one more time against Common Core. Progressive, communist, liberal, socialist, Marxist, they all love Common Core, the Common Core curriculum. Why? Because Common Core furthers the Communist Democrat Party's communist agenda. And of course, it is disguised as a new approach to teaching our children. And the National Education Association and their indoctrination specialists called teachers are chomping at the bit to get Common Core installed in all school districts across America, ready to instruct, ready to indoctrinate from pre-K to college the communist way, the communist agenda that the left has been striving to institute for well over a 100 years, using the public schools as a platform to change America by indoctrinating our children. That's the bottom line on Common Core. That's the bottom line on the National Education Association, and that is the bottom line on the Communist Democrat Party. How else would they spread their agenda to future generations? Public schools. Indoctrination specialists called teachers. Working for the NEA, National Education Association Union. You know the average teacher across the nation makes at least 65 k a year? The average teacher works between eight and nine months out of the year. The best paying part-time job in the world. Yet they're always poor-mouthing it, always saying that they don't have any money in that uh, uh, summer school break, but they've earned the same amount of money in eight to nine months that the average Joe Blow wish he could earn in 12 months. And they're there in front of your child every day. Every damn day of the week, Monday through Friday. Preaching socialism and communism. Disguised as a new way of instructing your child called Common Core. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, there is a movement in this country to identify a Common Core the Common Core curriculum for what it really is. And like I said, it's nothing more than a new way to indoctrinate your children. Disguised as a new curriculum with new ideas, new approaches to teaching. And my hat's off to all those individuals out there, whether they be teachers, conservative teachers that are... uh, Raising the red flag up the pole on Common Core. All you fa- people on Facebook that have your groups that are doing Common Core and are uh, trying to aware the public consciousness of what it really is. Good on you. Keep it up. Now we've covered quite a bit today. And I hope you enjoyed the show. And you can let me know by dropping me a line at Conservative News at Lycos, L Y C O S dot com. Conservative dash news at Lycos dot com. Let me know if you enjoyed today's show, the content, etc. Until Monday, take care.
Oh, thank you, darling, and then we'll be back after a few short messages. Don't you all go away. You are listening to the sound of the heartbeat of an unborn baby just 28 days after conception. Every day, more than 3,000 abortions are performed in this country, and each abortion stops the heartbeat of a living unborn baby. Since 1973, the annual number of abortions has gone from approximately 750,000 a year to just under 1.3 million. Abortion isn't rare or safe, only legal. Legalized abortion on demand has taken the lives of more than 50 million unborn children and left those women who have had abortions more vulnerable to physical, mental, and emotional complications. We at National Right to Life are working to break this cycle. We are working for the day when both mother and child will be welcomed, loved, and protected. Won't you help us? This has been a Perspective on Life from National Right to Life. For more information, visit our website, nrlc.org. You gotta take care of Texas, it's the only one we got. If you're way up the lump, look down and look and buy. You gotta conserve water, keep the air clean. Take care of Texas, don't you know what I mean, y'all? Kevin Fowler here. Texans take great pride in keeping our air clean. Visit TakeCareOfTexas.org and take the pledge to help keep it that way. We'll send you a free Texas State Park Guide. You gotta take care of Texas, it's the only one we got. Sponsored by the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. All right, it's the weekend, pending, of course. It's Friday, and I think it's time to get it on.
You know, folks, a while back, Hollywood star James Wood, and I see him up on Twitter quite a bit. Well, a while back, James Wood tore into Martin O'Malley, Democrat hopeful for president, saying the governor went beyond stupid when he backtracked before a Black Lives Matter crowd and apologized for saying White Lives Matter too. Now, if you don't know, Martin O'Malley's a white dude. And he's a Democrat. From the communist, progressive, socialist, Marxist, whatever the hell you want to call him today or yesterday or whatever their brand is. He's running for, I don't know, he, he thinks he's going to get the nod to run for president on the Democrat side. Who knows? And like I said, Hollywood star James Wood tore into Martin O'Malley's backside when he apologized to a Black Lives Matter crowd for saying White Lives Matter too. Now on Twitter, Mr. James Woods put up a picture of a smiling O'Malley with the words, just kidding when I said all lives matter, blasted across its borders. His comments, Mr. Woods' comments, came on the heels of a speech O'Malley, O'Malley had given at a Liberal Network's Nation Conference which was distributed by Black Lives Matter activists. The protesters demanded demanded O'Malley and fellow Democrat Party presidential hopeful Senator Bernie Sanders, card-carrying socialist, explain what they are going to do about the disenfranchisement of blacks felt in their communities, especially from police. O'Malley said Black Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. O'Malley was asked in a follow-up on This Week in Black, Blackness podcast, do you understand the difference in responding in that conversation, in that context, with all lives matter or white lives matter, when we're specific, specifically talking about black death that is not all-inclusive? And O'Malley, O'Malley response was, I certainly do. I believe what I said was that black lives matter before those other two phrases I uttered. That was a mistake on my part, and I meant no disrespect. I did not mean to be insensitive in any way or communicate that I did not understand the tremendous passion and commitment and feeling and depth of feeling that all of us should be attaching to this issue. i tell you what, old political correctness had old, uh, had O'Malley by the throat, didn't it? Now let me see, let me get this straight. According to some blacks, blacks dying is different than, say, a white person or a Hispanic person or a person from Asia dying, either naturally or at the hand of another human being or by accident. There is a difference. Blacks just die different. Why in the hell should any white Asian Hispanic, etc., apologize for making the statement, all lives matter. You know, patriots, there are some in the black community that are saying nothing more than fascist, nothing more than racist statements, and that's what they are themselves, fascist and racist. Gary Gatehouse is going to say it in your face. All lives matter. White lives matter. My children's lives matter. And by the way, they're white. 
But all lives matter. Check the Bible. All lives matter. But again, if you are black, a radical, have been brainwashed by the black leadership, race baiters, into believing that somehow being black elevates you above all other human races when it comes to lives mattering? Well, hell, I guess being a honky myself, I had better make sure my freaking white privilege takes care of me after all white lives do matter. There, I said it again. And I don't give a damn what these radical race-baiting black leaders say. And one more thing, y'all blacks, that buy into that somehow black lives are the only ones that matter and you're the only ones and your lives are the only ones that matter you know what you can do you can you all can go straight to hell you know ladies and gentlemen of america america is so divided so ripped apart by people that have I don't know, some kind of a chip on their shoulder, some kind of hatred for white people, black people, green people, yellow people. I don't know. What is it all driven by? It's all driven by politics, race baiting, political correctness, the mainstream media, Hollywood, and the White House, and the Democrat Communist Party. And the do nothing Republican leadership. There is that it's that's in a nutshell of where it all comes from. Oh, one more thing. It's being taught in our public school system as well. Part of the curriculum, don't you see? You know, ladies and gentlemen, when I was a kid, all lives mattered. All lives mattered. There was no such thing as white privilege. I guess I had white privilege because I live in a four-room house with six people and I slept on a bunk bed that used that said U.S. Army on the end of it that my father got from the, from the Salvation Army. And my place where I put my clothes was in two cardboard boxes under my bed. What clothes I had. Back in those days, people would say people like my family didn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. But we were practicing my white privilege. You know, I remember going to school. Teacher coming in one day and this little kid came to school and it was in late October, early November. It was cold. Came to school with no no shoes on. He was barefoot. And he was a white kid. And the principal, his name, I can still remember his name, a little bald-headed man, quite spoken man. His name is Mr. McCoy. The teacher told the little kid with no shoes, go see Mr. McCoy. Back in those days when the teacher told you to go see Mr. McCoy, you were either in deep kimpshi and you were going to get your ass beat with a paddle that hung behind him in his office or he had something else to tell you. One or the other thing. That was the only two things. Well, the little boy with no shoes disappeared and went down to Mr. McCoy's office. About an hour later, hour and a half later, here come the little boy and he had a brand new spanking pair of shoes on. A new pair of kicks, as we used to call them. And he come sashaying in there prouder than a you know what? He had a him a new pair of shoes. He wasn't barefoot anymore. His feet weren't freezing. Teacher told him to take his desk. He sat down and took his desk. 
and off we went into studying. Later on, found out that the principal took the little boy with no shoes down to the local shoe shop and bought him a pair. Worked out the dollars of his measly teacher pay at that time and bought the little boy with no shoes a pair of brand new kicks. But again, I'm sure if a little black boy walked into our into our classroom and there were black kids in our classroom with no shoes, Mr. McCoy, knowing as I knew him back then, would have not seen any color. He would have taken that kid down and bought him a new pair of kicks. All lives matter. Whether it's buying a kid with no shoes, a pair of shoes, or protecting a black kid from a white kid beating him up, or vice versa. All lives matter. And all of you people out there that cry and hee-haw around, get over it. Move on. And one last thing before we go to break, when you talk about all lives matter, and then you compare to what these people, these radicals in the black community are saying, only black lives matter. You know more black babies are murdered in the womb of black women than any other race of people in the United States every day. Anywhere from twelve to 1,500 a day nationwide. Black babies. Now does black lives matter there? Who's killing those babies? Who's walking into the Planned Parenthood butcher shop And telling the butcher in there, I don't want this piece of meat in my stomach anymore. I don't want this parasite. I want you to get rid of it. Did anybody force that black woman or black kid, girl, into that Planned Parenthood butcher shop and by gun or knife and say, you will get an abortion? All lives matter. When you talk about babies in the womb, White, black, green, or yellow, all lives matter. When you talk about human beings walking down the street, whether it be in the ghetto or in the suburbs, all lives matter. When you talk about an individual that is a policeman, a fireman, or somebody that's on the street trying to get a job to cut grass, just to make enough money to buy some bread, whatever, all lives matter. So don't give me this crap that it's exclusively all black lives matter. This is Gary Gatehouse and we'll be back after station ID and some few a few short messages. You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition, Anything Goes, on freedominamericaradio.com, freedominamerica.us, the GAL Network from South Texas, and Restoration Radio United Kingdom. We'll be right back. I was driving down the highway, texting my friend, telling her that I was going to be there in five minutes, I looked up and I realized I wasn't on the highway anymore. 
and I totaled my car. It doesn't matter if you're texting, if you have been drinking all night, if you're just changing, you know, trying to find the song that you want to listen to. Distracted driving is deadly driving. My dad is my hero. He goes into burning buildings. He finds people inside who need to be saved. He helps them get out, even when he can't breathe or see or is a little scared. My dad is a firefighter, but the best thing he can do is come home. The U.S. Fire Administration reminds you to protect yourself and firefighters. Have smoke alarms on every level and near sleeping areas. Test them monthly. Change batteries as instructed. Install sprinklers. Do your part to get out before firefighters have to come in. The fact is, most fire deaths occur in homes with no working smoke alarms. The good news is, that's a fact we can change. Smoke alarms save lives. Find out more at usfa.dhs.gov. Now this is dedicated to all you folks out there that are so deeply in love with your mates. Been around for maybe a year, maybe going on 50 years. This is your song. Have a listen to the lyrics. They're beautiful. Has it been 10 years since we said I do? I've always heard marriage made one seem like two. I love you, baby. But you're looking better than you did back then. You still make this old heart give in. And if I had it to do all over, I'd do all over again If tomorrow I found one more chance to begin I'd love you All you girls and boys out there All you husbands All you wives Here's an opportunity just to wrap your arms around each other Look into each other's eyes and whisper those words, I love you. The preacher man said, till death do us part. You know, I'd like to say God bless you to all those parents out there, moms and dads, married, wearing the ring, living by God's word. There's nothing wrong with saying go out and have a good time with each other. Nothing wrong with that at all. But just remember one thing. You are in love with each other. You know that. You say that. You tell that to your spouse every day, right? Don't forget. I love you. I do all over. Three fantastic words of distant forces. Everything about each one of you. Down to your children. The way you live your life. I love you. Just like our Lord Jesus Christ loves you. 
Coming up on the hour before we have to break for uh, another day on the air, we have to uh, kind of vacate the premises, if you will. Won't be back until Monday. But I want to leave you with some facts that you can, you can kind of mull around in your head over the weekend, all of you conservatives out there, and yes, you liberals too. It's a little bit of information about Planned Parenthood. And before I get into that, I would like to Tell all those folks out there, all you pro-life individuals, thank you, God bless you for standing up for all those unborn American citizens, all those unborn babies, the Creator, being created by God. Thank you for standing up for them. Planned Parenthood, the nation's largest abortion provider, performed 327,615 abortions in one year. That's according to the latest data published 2013-2014. From October 1st, uh, 2012 to September 30th, 2013, Planned Parenthood performed 327,615 abortions. Over the course of those 365 days, or 8,760 hours, That averages out to 898 abortions per day and 37 abortions per hour. Those are human beings. Those were human beings that were at the mercy of the person carrying them in their womb. Those are creations of God, each one an individual. And they were murdered in the womb before they could take their first breath in the United States of America. But all you liberals out there, you know liberals are proud of those numbers. They are even more proud of the over 55 million human beings aborted since Roe v. Wade. And the Communist Democrat Party is ecstatic over these numbers. And you know, abortions is one of the main planks of the Communist Democrat Party. They are what they stand for is a political party. The party of death, the party of homosexuality, the party of hate, America. The party of race baiters and racists. The party of liars, as we've seen Thursday in the Benghazi hearings. The very same party that the majority of blacks and Hispanics support and vote, and vote for the so-called conservative race Hispanics, most not all support the Democrat Party and what it stands for. Same with blacks who are always complaining of not getting a fair shake, not getting recognized as equal in the eyes of all Americans. The black community who was put on the welfare plantation decades ago by the founders of said plantation, the Communist Democrat Party, the very same party that set up their Thursday and lied through their teeth to surround the wagons and protect an habitual liar, an habitual I hate America, an habitual socialist communist Hillary Clinton. The same party that started Jim Crow, the same party that founded and supported the Ku Klux Klan. Yet you blacks, you've been hoodwinked brainwashed, along with the Hispanic community by the Communist Democrat Party into thinking said party is the way for blacks and Hispanics. 
That party has always supported the black community, has always promised the black community everything and produced nothing except more promises, more rhetoric. And yet the black community and the Hispanic community and its leaders continue to support communist Democrats, heathens, if you will, a party that supports and stands up for and is proud of murder in the womb, abortion. So the next time I hear anybody in the black community complain about some white person talking about all lives matter and they say, no, no, just black lives matter, go check the numbers. Go check the abortion numbers and see how many of your race are being aborted every day by fellow black women. Go check the numbers in any large city and see how many black young black kids Men, predominantly, are killed by other black men by shootings and stabbings and beatings. Then check your wording again. All black lives matter. If all black lives matter, where is your black president? Why isn't he in the cities? Why isn't he trying to do something for all black lives matter? The black community has been used and abused for decade after decade after decade. Yet they come back for more abuse. They continue to vote for the black leadership, if you'll call it. And they can, can continue to vote for those white folks who run on the Democrat ticket. And all the information and all the numbers that one can afford those individuals in the black community about abortion, etc., why the black people of those communities, they don't even pay attention to them because they've been programmed to point their finger at white folks for the cause of everything that is wrong with the black community in America. Maybe someday, just maybe, blacks will finally come to realize they have been used and abused by the Communist Democrat Party. But you know what? I am not holding my breath on that. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Friday edition. I hope today I imparted some information, some entertainment, whatever to you to make your day more informative, more happy, more uh, relaxing, whatever the case may be. And I would request all of you that listen to this show, if you enjoy this show and you enjoy... And uh, cash, you buy into what Gary Gatehouse is saying. Please make that show available to your friends, your family. Please spread the word out about the Gary Gatehouse radio show. All they have to do is go up on Google and type in Gary Gatehouse. And you'll have numerous links to numerous radio stations that play the Gary Gatehouse radio show. FreedomInAmericaRadio.com plays the Gary Gatehouse radio show from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. AmericaRadio.us plays and streams my radio show 24-7. Restoration Radio United Kingdom has a set schedule. Go up to Google, type in Restoration Radio United Kingdom International, and you'll find that schedule, and then go down and locate my show, and it'll tell you what days my show's on. They they bounce around up here on that the radio station. The GAL Network, 
you can get that radio station by typing in Google. And by the way, the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show is carried on the GAL Network on Twitter. That's where Gary Gatehouse lives. He's up there on Twitter, oh, I don't know, two, three times a day, trying to get the word out to my fellow conservatives. Hope you have a great weekend, a safe weekend. God bless every one of you. God bless your children. God bless America. God bless our military. And God bless all of our conservative friends across the pond in Europe and in England. All patriots, all of them. And God bless all militaries who are standing tall for freedoms, for a free world. Until Monday, good day.